Welcome to the first episode of the Couch of Randomness. This is episode number one, obviously. Yay! Yay! Welcome to it. This is your weekly podcast of all random stuff in the geek slash nerd world. I'm your host, John, and sitting me on the couch is... Rose! So, what are we going to talk about this week? Uh, We're going to talk about A Wrinkle in Time, since we got to see it. Okay. We'll talk about how Black Panther beat the pants off of A Wrinkle in Time in the box office. That that, that one's still going strong. Uh, We'll talk about some video game stuff. Sweet. And to wrap it all up... Our big topic will be gun violence and video game violence. How are they correlated? Or are they? Or are they? So sit down on this couch and let's go. Well, I guess because this is the first podcast of the couch of randomness, I guess we need to really like talk about what we. Yeah, we should probably do some splaining. Splaining. Yeah, we got some splaining to do for you. A little bit of splaining. To let you know what we actually. Envision is that the right word? Like, um, to, I, to um, our mission statement. I hate that. Oh term. God! Please don't ever say that I again. I hate that. Term. I, I know. I'm that's, very sorry. That, that's one of those. Like, <laughs> you got to know your mission statement of what you what you want to do. Which, yeah, okay, I'm with you. Mission statement, okay, but uh, I think for us, our what our brand is, our brand, yeah. our goal, of the crap we want to talk what? about. Why do we want to do this podcast, yeah, why, John? Why, why did we bring back a podcast? Yeah. I mean, that's so pretty much- answer the question. Oh, crap. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks for putting that's me on That's how I get out of it. Exactly. All right. So um, <laughs> really, I like, I think the, the main reason I wanted to bring back the podcast was we do a Let's Play. Yeah. I mean, go check it out on YouTube, the geek level. Daily Let's Play. Daily Let's Play. And it's fun. And I love doing that. We, we, we do a small, quote unquote, 15 minute podcast. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes I just get so angry sometimes at the game. Sometimes it's us watching, it's me watching you play the game. Yeah. And, and getting all involved in that. Yeah. And that happens. And that's fine. But it, let's, it, for safety's sake, let's just say it's a 15 minute podcast, but we record it in bulk. Yeah. So, like, we'll things, record it like a month ahead of when yeah, it comes so, out. So, things we'll talk about through that podcast might like, not be relevant. We can't really talk about the movies that are coming out because by the time that the that recording comes out, the movie's been out for like three weeks. Three weeks. And it just seems like <laughs> we're in a society of now. Yeah. And that's that's not a bad thing per Wait, se. But what? Social media has so, made us a society of now. Jesus, I know. It's it's kind of crazy. But just as one of those <laughs> things, like, so we were like, let's let's talk about the geek stuff that's happened within the week, the movies we go see, yeah. like making like, if you watch our, our 30 second real breaks on social media, we even say, come back to the podcast. Cause we want to dig in deeper. Cause that's kind of who we are. Yeah. Like we, we love movies and we want to dig in deeper. And then there's also like stuff on the video game side, the book side, science side, everything that is relevant in very interesting to us. Although, trust us, we will not get very far into science. Yeah, we won't, get, we won't do too much science. But, I mean, we might if we find it. <laughs> well, techno- technology updates, things like that. But actual science, like, if we can find people who can talk about science, absolutely. Yeah, or, and do, yeah, that's fine. Because I was like, oh, we can do some research on it and just give kind of an overview of it. I, I don't know. But just <laughs> it's stuff like that to be a little more current with how we're doing the podcast and how we're just that's what it's not expected, but we wanted to have was just a little more recent 
up to date kind of idea yeah. of us, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Kind of. Kind of. What, what yeah. about you? Is are you on the same page as me or? Yeah, but less science. Okay, so less science. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, kids. No, we're, we're not going to help you pass your AP. I'm kidding. I, God knows I can't No, no, we will not help with actual science class. But I mean, like I said, technology, like interesting things in the science realms, yes. But we will not be able to sit here and explain the That's science true. to you. Like deep dives of stuff that we like, too, because we we are geeky. And yeah. it might not just be in the realm of like movies and video games. Like yeah. Some of it might be stuff that I have a specialty in or Rose has a specialty in. And that we're geeky about that subject. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do it. Stuff like that. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. I mean, hell you can email us at the couch of randomness at gmail.com. If you want, <laughs> if you have ideas of subjects you want us to talk about, I'm please I'm or find us on social medias. Uh, I'm rogue nine Rosie on most social media. I'm John box three, four, one, four on all social medias. Yeah, yeah actually I am. I found I, that was the one that I actually, actually got. I am too. Yeah, I was like, I think yeah, I'm Rogue Nine Rosie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, or that, the, at the or geek level, the geek level stuff. Like however, that. you want to find us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you know what? Screw it. Let's just jump right into our first topic. Okay, what you got? All right. So we went and saw a Wrinkle in Time, and uh-huh. like we said, we we put our real bricks out. It's 30, 45 seconds. We review the movie in thirty seconds or less. The, the whole movie, video, yeah. is under a minute. Yeah. I mean, because we want it bam, fast, right to you. This is yes or no, pretty much. Or the varying yeah. reasons of yes or no. Yeah. And with the podcast, like we were saying, I want to be able to, or we want to be able to actually more in depth. So let's get more in depth about A Wrinkle in Time. Let's get more in depth about A Wrinkle in Time. Why did you give it a pass? And I gave it a hashtag hard pass. <laughs> um, like, I remember that I have read the book. Yeah. I think I might've read it twice. Okay. Um, and I remember being thoroughly confused both times. Um, which is really hard for you. Like, like that one blows my mind. Cause like, you were one of the smartest people I know and you understand a lot. So and a I, book and like, I'll sit that? here and like, I understand space travel things. I can follow along with time travel. Thank you. Dr. Who. Uh, Doctor Who for me early on it was always Star Trek. No, it's true. Um, good point. I mean, just all kinds of things. I love all the geeky things that like sci-fi things like that. But A Wrinkle in Time was just hard for me to follow for whatever reason. And you're talking about the book, the book, the book right now. Okay. The book. Um, I never, I never read it. I'll be straight up, yeah, honest. Like, like I know a lot of people. Like I read this at school, and. I didn't. Like, well, there's a lot of books that it I didn't has read a school. lot of overt Christianity in it. Okay. Um, she was a confirmed Christian, so a lot of that makes her way into her works, gotcha. similar okay. to C.S. Lewis and the Chronicles oh, of Narnia. Narnia. Yeah, there are a lot of parallels. And then his dark uh, one of his one of her other books in the quintet, because A Wrinkle in Time is the first book of five. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, one of the later books I remember reading. I don't remember the name of it. I think it was a swiftly twilt. Tilting Planet. It might have been that one. Um, it's about uh, Meg's twin brothers, which, by the way, there are four people in this family and not just there are four kids in this family, and not just the two in the yeah. movie. Um, like it's about the twin brothers and uh, they like time travel and really? get back, they end up in the days of Noah. So, I mean, she gets into some interesting concepts. That's interesting. Um, very Christian. Okay. Uh, so, you know, 
Disney had to film over all that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get that. Gazoontides. <laughs> oh, sorry yes. about that. Um, but yeah, like it. Just the way that the movie was, I actually read a review that I wholeheartedly agree with. What's that? This movie was very loud about everything. Yeah, yes, I agree. Okay. The concepts, the noise, the music, the colors, just, it was very loud. Okay. Before we keep on, I, I looked up the books real fast. There's A Wrinkle in Time. Mm-hmm. Um, a Swiftly Tilting Planet. Yes. A Wind in the Door. Ah, uh, yeah. An Acceptable Time. That's four. And Many Waters. Okay. And I think that she even did a couple different series about this family. Okay. Uh, that Because I did a little bit more research just trying to figure out what some of the differences were from the book to the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know. Okay. So here's why I, I, I gave it a hard pass. And it I will fully say one, I actually, let's start with positive. I like the acting. The acting was actually pretty good for me. Like for, like, for the the kids that were there. Yeah, they did was, a good job a good with job. casting. I believed them. They did a good job with casting the kids. Yes. Uh, the misses, I think they kind of missed. The uh, the misses were just there. That, that's how I felt. Yeah, like, I they didn't, didn't have really a real, do anything. I had a real connection. They, to me, they were a plot device to move the story along. And, and they were more than that in the book, from what I remember. And I, I, I was like, I, I get what you're trying to do with the misses, yeah. but I mean, I, I need more substance. They didn't behind spend them. as much time on them. And then uh, the director, help me with the director, uh, uh, Ava Duvernay. Ava, Ava Duvernay. 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 I think that's how it's pronounced. She. If it was not for a lack of trying. You can tell people's I, hearts were in the right places. I think it was more the script. I, I do, too. Actually, I think the script is where it all, all fell apart. And she did her best job she could pro- yeah. possibly do. With what she was what given. She give, what she was given. And I, I don't fault her for anything. I don't think the direction was bad. Yeah. I think, all in all, it was the story that left me underwhelmed with a concept that what it was. Because, yeah. all right, let, let's be honest. We're going to spoil some of this. Like, uh, not too much. Not too much, but I'm going to spoil a little bit. Like the story of it is what really lost me. One, because I had no idea what was going on. Like <laughs> from the trailers, it was like, all right, little girl loves her dad. Dad gets lost in the ether of time and space, which is the plot. Which is the plot. Little girl goes finds dad. Uh, that's boil, that's the overall plot. Boil down, simple. Okay, I can follow that. I'm with you on that one. And as this movie, like went along you're like wait we're we're slowly turning away from that plot from that idea because i'm all for the little girl finding herself and being comfortable with who she is and but it never really showed how she was awkward yeah it just said oh she's awkward she's awkward and they blamed it it on the dad being it didn't give us any reason yeah or or examples the only thing they gave was like uh, her dad was missing and it's been three years, four. four years since her dad went missing. It's time to just accept facts. And I'm like, that's it's time to accept that he's gone. That's not something I would be okay with telling a kid. Of no, 13, 12, 13. So I was just like, that's a little weird to me. But then all of a sudden the missus show up because of Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace. I was going to say something else. But Who in the book was not adopted, but that's a side note. But it was one of those things like just. I don't, I don't understand why all of a sudden just snap, they're there. And I'm like, okay, like it, it was almost like a, here's this weird mystery that we're going to throw you in, but we don't get, con- give you context behind 
why this strange Reese Witherspoon character just comes into this life. Yeah. And how... Well, like, even in the book, I don't think that they had very much why they were suddenly there. I think it was more just, it was the right time, like, the kids were the right age when they could... See, I didn't... And that would have been perfectly fine. I think that's... That that's me interpreting things. Yeah, I haven't read the book in like ten, fifteen years. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things. Like uh, in movies, it's there's a very fine balance of show don't tell. Yeah, or tell in- don't uh, tell don't show or show don't tell. There's a very fine like line that you need to walk to to do a movie, and I I get that. And sometimes you got to sway one way or the other yeah. that way to help the audience along. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. This didn't give that to me. No. Like, it didn't tell me why or why I, I like the the only reason only why was I love my dad and I need to find him. I still miss my dad. That's yeah. something universal. We can kind I of really get. think that was the only reason. And I'm like, OK, fine. OK, I'll I'll go along with you. Maybe there's something more. Maybe maybe we'll get behind it. But And then there was just a random switch towards the end, which I don't want to get into. But the way that it switched at the end kind of left me going. What? Well, I mean, I, we could. That's uh, hard to say, though, because I, I mean, you're right. I, I want to spoil it a little bit, but it was the, like, like the underlying story. Let me, let me put it this way. It switched from her main reason being her love of her dad to something else. And that switch to me was weird. It was. I Yeah. OK, that's a good way to put it. It was it was really weird and almost like. Like, it, like it, they, it's so weird. They that set it up almost, this other thing, and then yeah, it, it, was it changes the whole story. Yeah, and your perception of that family minus yeah. the mom. The mom was not well. The there, mom, do, the mom's not involved. The in mom's this. not involved in that. But like, it changes the whole concept of that family. And you're like, yeah. wait, I went to this movie expecting this, but and then now at the end, you just Shyamalan me in a bad way, in a <laughs> the happening way. <laughs> what? No. And it, it's just like, I yeah. I don't understand why you did it that way. Because it doesn't make sense of what you were trying to build. Not really. And I just, I didn't like that. On top of, I hated the CG. Yeah, the I CG hated, was, they were a little too heavy handed with the CG. I hated that. And I'm like, I... Like, there were time, there were a lot of times when I was just like, so did James Cameron get into this? Exactly. That was actually... Or like, like George Lucas? Did, did we just want to like throw stuff in there to... To show that we could. I mean, yeah. it was like really odd on some of that. Like, yeah. I, and some of them, some movies you're like, yeah, that's CG. You can tell some of them. It's fine. I, you can kind of give that the pass. Yeah. This was CG for the sake of CG. This was, yeah, for the sake of CG. And it was almost like, I, I hate comparing it to this, but it was almost like uh, Henry Cavill's mustache. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how yeah. bad the CG was. And like, I'm like, I understand Ugh. why they've had to wait so long to do this book properly because it is just nuts. Yeah, it, it's. But I don't insane. think that Disney should have done it, and I don't think that. I don't even know if we have the right technology yet to have actually done the book correctly. It's a possibility. I mean, I, I well, since Disney's owning everything, Disney would have yeah. done it sooner or later anyway. But well, I think it would have been better as like a Netflix series. See, and I'm with you. I, I'm starting to look at, and Game of Thrones has ruined this, and Walking Dead has kind of ruined this for me. Netflix, I, I think, has yeah, ruined this. Yeah, I think books, book adaptations, would be better as an eight to twelve series. Yeah, you know, concept. an excellent uh, example of that. What's that? A series of unfortunate events. Series of unfortunate events. Yes, that has been absolutely awesome. It's it's 
been pretty close to the source material from what we can remember. From what we can remember. And I, I agree with you. I think, I think I would, if I, if we ever wrote a book and it got big and people wanted to option the rights, yeah. I would first go to Netflix, be yeah. like, do you want this? Because you can do it right. Let us <laughs> yeah. help write it. But we get to tell the story we want to tell. Yeah. I.e. like why I'm, I, I know we didn't write this down for the podcast, why I'm actually kind of excited for his dark materials. Oh yeah. You know, that's that, coming to Netflix, that, right? BBC. BBC. BBC's doing Yeah, it. BBC is and, does and some good stuff. And they're they're doing an eight episode arc. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? That will work. Yeah. I'm I'm completely okay with that. But I I'm with you. Just the wrinkle of time, it just there's so many plot holes and the misses were just like, I'm here, I'm gonna fix this plot hole and we're gonna continue on. But you're like, Yeah, that's a big plot hole. We can't just yeah. let that go and expect it all to like tie off at the end. Yeah. So overall, I can definitely understand why uh, Black Panther actually beat A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At the box at office. At the box office. but I mean, Black Panther's been out for, what, three, four weeks now? Three or four weeks. I think the last time I read, because I was doing a little research this morning, it was like 24 days. And what's kind of cool... and. Good transition, by the way, because I'm going to call it yeah. out. Is um, Black Panther just crossed one billion dollars worldwide market, Jeez. which is yeah, it's been almost a month. It came out February fifteenth, February sixteenth, well, and yeah, it's it's been almost a month. It's been fantastic, and it, it was it's it's awesome. I loved yeah. that movie. It was so good. I loved Michael B. Jordan. But I, yeah. I love Michael B. Jordan. Oh, I, he's so good. He's a great actor. I love him. But it was one of those things like, wow, I'm watching something And like the amazing. girl power in that. Yes. It was so cool. I, I mean, just I can an never entire clan of female warriors. And they were all like, female. Denai, yeah. um, the lady who plays Michonne on The Walking Dead, Guerrero. she did fantastic. Guerrero Denai. Denai Guerrero? Denai Guerrero? No. Den- I don't know. I, something like um, that. But and yeah. then Lupita Nyongo did fantastic with her role. Just but, it was amazing. But what, what's crazy? I mean, Quit hitting things. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I, I, our couch <laughs> is really close to a wall. So one of the crazy things is looking up the stats for Black Panther. Which, uh-huh. yeah, I know stats are like, but there, there's something kind of cool okay, about. Okay, then this. get through them real fast. Let's do this. It it's it beat the Dark Knight as the highest grossing solo superhero movie. That's impressive. So it, it in domestic market so in the united states it has grossed 520 oh no sorry 562 million dollars while the dark knight has grossed 534 million well, grossed grossed yeah past past. yeah that's true <laughs> it is a past tense thing on top of right now it's on track to beat the first avengers wow as the highest grossing superhero movie ever that's not including that's inflation because i didn't when i looked okay. up inflation it's actually uh, Tim Burton's Batman is the number one highest grossing. Really? Yeah, I was like, that's actually kind of a cool concept. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. So it was one of those things like, okay, we're, we're getting close to a solo superhero movie beating the nerdgasm of superhero movies <laughs> because of the Avengers. So with this nerdgasm, do you think that Ready Player One has a chance at giving Black Panther a run for its money? No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm gonna say absolutely not. Yeah. That's our next big well nerdy big esque movie coming well, out. Well, I mean, we've got Tomb Raider this week. Oh god. Tune into <laughs> uh, our real break review on that one. Yeah. I, I will like right now, I will say I am excited because I love the rebooted uh franchise of Yeah, the, the video games. Game. The video games. Uh, that is one of the only games, so, as we'll weird see. as it sounds. 
minus what we do on Couch Capades. That is one of the only games I have personally went back and played twice. Yeah. And I think I 100%ed it the second time. Wow. I always forget that you do that sometimes. I literally went back. Because I I, I mean... (laughs) Because it came out on the PlayStation. Yeah. I, I bought it on the Xbox, the That's 360. Right. Yeah. And they def- they gave us a definitive edition. Yeah. And I'm like, I want this definitive edition because I absolutely loved it. So I sat there and I just beat the game again. And I'm like, all right, what are all the achievements? Let me go find the achievements. Jeez. And actually, what's funny is now I've switched back to being more of a PlayStation 4 player. Yeah. And I so went now out, you had to buy them again. I went out and bought the games oh. again. It's and I'm been interesting. I'm going to hundred percent both of them if I can. Yeah. But yeah, ready player one. So South by Southwest was over the weekend. Yeah. I we, sooner we later, were not we're, able sooner to sooner go. later. We're going to go. <laughs> yeah. But what got caught my attention of just kind of scrolling through the big stuff of South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. And what popped up on my feed was the first or the initial reactions of ready player one. Okay. One of my, if not my favorite book of all time. Okay. Like it, it weirdly holds a special place in my heart because now when I got back into reading, I was like, that's the first one I want to read. Also, I thought it was coming out like last July or August. Right. So I was like, I got to we get through, a little messed up. I, I got to get through this. Or no, I thought it was coming out last January, like a oh, year geez. ago. So that's why I'm like, all right, I got to get through this as fast as humanly possible. Cause uh-huh. that's what I heard. And so when it got pushed, I don't know if it got pushed or I just read it wrong. So since it's you coming probably out read it wrong in two weeks from yeah. now, give or take about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah, because next week is Pacific Rim and then Ready Player oh, One. Yeah, is the Pacific week after. Rim. That's we don't have be time weird. to talk. That's going to be weird. But um, the first initial reactions are good. Yeah. Like, like actually really good. I'm a little shocked by that because I did not think that people were really going to like it that much. No, I didn't either. And like what I've been reading is like this is the quintessential Spielberg. That okay. we love. It is that the magic of Spielberg, the, the Jurassic Parks, the ETs. So there's a bunch of story, and then he also throws in Easter eggs. Yes, bunch of story, like story first, with the nostalgia just kind of was sprinkled in there to extend the story, which okay. is 100 percent different than how you watch the trailers. Yes, because those those trailers make you just seem like it's going to be nostalgia, 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 kind of like, like those stupid posters. Oh, yeah. I was on the, board with those posters until yeah. I really started looking at them. Like, yeah, this is really dumb. And I liked who said I don't I I wish I could give credit to the person who quoted or who I'm quoting. But they were like, these posters are set up to be nostalgia for people who don't understand what nostalgia is or never had it. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. Because, I mean, the Matrix was put out too soon ago. Nobody has nostalgia for the Matrix. Yeah, 1999 yet. actually was the Matrix. That's crazy. I mean, just I mean, back to the future. It's been long enough that people will start having nostalgia soon. Soon. But, but we haven't yet. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, it is quintessential Spielberg. And yeah. That's like, I, obviously, I've been reading a little bit of the story could have been better. Yeah. But most of all, most it's it's a but very that's true with most adaptations. Yeah, that's true with most adaptations. But it's been really well put together, well received. I like that Ernest Klein is actually the screenwriter. Him yeah. and someone else did it. So like, hopefully that'll be good. Yeah. He's the one that like, all right, we can kind of cut this or change this. Cause then it's coming from his point of view yeah. of kind of getting the JK Rowling's a final say. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we'll see, but maybe we'll but, see. Cause after he writes the screenplay, like they can do other things to it too. Exactly. So, and it was, it's just been something very interesting that I, I've been looking forward to. Like, I remember when I read, that it's going to be a lot of CG. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God, no. And then 
you actually were the one that pointed out going, well, it has to be. He's in a video yeah. game. And I don't know why I didn't think he's about. He's in VR. He's in VR pretty much. And I'm like, oh. And oh, I yeah, think, you're right. I think that's why the posters are so bad. Because they're just like, oh, well, this is VR. So let's yeah. just make it bad Photoshop. And, and, and that's what like, exactly what it looks like. It looks like bad Photoshop. And I'm like. It looks like I did it. Because let's be honest, my Photoshop skills are not that good. They've gotten better. They've gotten better, but my Photoshop skills are not, not that, that good. good. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, it looks like they just took um, H's, no, not H, Par- Parzival's uh, avatar's head uh, and, and just, just stuck it onto yes, the Matrix. Yes, That's it does. all that it is. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, I could have done that. Yeah, and I agree. It, it just looks very weird. Yeah. Am I excited? I, I'm now a little more excited now for this but just I think not it could be good not as much as i i want i was yeah but i i am i'm looking for a fun movie yeah i'm looking and that's about it if that if it does that then i'm ready to go yeah. on that one all right i mean it's no harry potter it is which by the way i am super excited that chucklefish the people who n- made stardew valley which i still need to finish sorry distributed. distributed i've got to make sure that's that's yeah. yes uh, stardew valley are coming out with a new game i mean it's been announced a while back um what's it called it's called spellbound spellbound Spellbound, and it's Harry Potter meets Stardew Valley. If you've never heard or played Stardew, heard of or played Stardew Valley, uh, it's kind of like uh, Harvest Moon. Yes, that's it is Harvest. It is the spiritual successor love story to Harvest Moon. That's literally what the guy who the one guy who who has made (laughs) this game is pretty much said. This is my love letter. Here you are into the world you go. And so I, I I love it. I'm with you. I so I don't know. I wish how, I played it more. Yeah, I know. We're we'll get uh, into it. We have it. it on the Switch, but we'll it's get like into one of those it. things. But, um, but yeah, like I think it's really going to be cool because they're not like it's not they're not married to the Harry Potter world. Yeah, it's supposed to be taking place at a magic school, and like you can go out and grow things for your potions. Okay. All right. Um, but the magic itself is going to be more practical. It's going to take inspiration from, let's see, Terry Pratchett's Tiffany Arching Aching series. I haven't read that. Don't know that one. Um, Garth Nix's Old Kingdom series, which, I which finished you've read the first I book. I read Sabriel. I really enjoyed that series. When I got it, okay, Sabriel. One, yeah, once you get once, into once it, you, you have to get past it. You have to get past a lot in that book. Before. Look, I have patience. You I have can patience. get past a lot. So, um, it's also going to be like exactly Studio Ghibli, Ghibli or Ghibli. I've heard it both ways. Studio Ghibli. Uh, animations, so a n- little more practical magic, and even the cartoon show Steven Universe, which we haven't watched. No, I'm. But I've heard it's really good. I heard that's on the lines of like, um. God, Gravity Falls and stuff like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I need to give it a shot because Gravity Falls. Yeah, and like Star. it's just we're so far behind on it yeah, now. Like, I'm just kind of. I don't like, even I'll, know. I'll how just long run it's been with uh, Spellbound, which yeah. still throws me off because I think there was a PlayStation 4 game called Spellbound where you use the Move controllers. Oh, and, there might have been. And I think J.K. Rawlings was like spearheading it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this will be cool, and it fell so hard, and I felt yeah. so bad for her. Well, it, was it on the PS4? Like. Was it for the move or was it for the connect? It was for the move. I do remember okay. the move controllers and like you'd actually be able to move okay. like the book I opened in VR and stuff like that or AR, AR, not VR. Yeah. It was augmented. 
Yeah. yeah. So uh, right now, I think it's only planned to be on PC, but showing how popular Stardew is, they'll probably at least consider a Switch version. I, I think. I mean, I think they need to. I think they need to, too. We'll, because we'll a get game like Switch. that, you need to be able to take it with you. Yes. Because it just sucks so much time. Not in a bad way, but it just sucks so much time. I think I read an article, too, saying that it's going to be very um, battle. Not battle heavy, but uh, combat. There's going to be a lot more combat than in Okay, so more dueling? Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming... Wizard dueling? Wizard dueling. I'm assuming. That would be so cool. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm in (laughs) for that one. Let's do some wizard dueling. Yeah. And all that. All right, so let, let's let's do something that we're calling the face palm of the week. Oh my goodness! Which is we're going to find something so dumb and so like and you, you had going, one job. How did you overlook? Yeah, how did you overlook you this one? One you job, had one job to do. One and job. You messed up. You messed up. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Dan. <laughs> I'm assuming your name's Dan. I don't know. I don't Whatever. Know. So our face palm of the week is. The Oculus Rift bricked on Wednesday. Yeah, just it would not work. I don't even know. I'm not sure what percentage of people this affected, but it sounds like it was almost everybody. It sounds like it was almost all of them. And it was the and it was down for like 24 hours. You want to tell us why? Yes, it it looked. Yeah, it was down for 24 hours. So Oculus and let's be honest, Facebook, because Facebook owns Oculus. Right. Forgot to renew a certificate. Uh-huh. That allowed That's that's I, all that it was. That, that, that allowed it to work. Like it it's I'm not gonna go into too deep too much detail because how I read it is the certificate to the online store was not renewed. Because every every website yeah, has so, a certificate of like almost authenticity. I mean it, it's kinda like the same thing as okay, you stopped paying for your Netflix account. You can't have Netflix until you pay for Netflix again. Except this was the company. It wasn't just you personally not playing, paying for a service. This was the company didn't pay for the service for their entire thing. Oh, yeah. The, the certificate for the Oculus runtime service expired on Wednesday. That's what yeah. it was. I'm, just, I'm looking at the article right now. And uh, it affected all users. Yeah. And it took them 24 hours to, to, pay f- to, to get, get it back it, up. To pay for it and get it back yeah. up. See, like, uh, can't whatever they decided it kept on saying, to do. can't reach Oculus runtime That's services. That's so funny so just, to me. Like, and in, in the runtime services certificate, now that I'm reading it, that's actually the program. Yeah. That, that is actually the program that you download on your computer for it to run. Kind of like the OS for Oculus. Pretty much. In a weird way, yes. It, it, that's probably the simplest way to put it. Is yeah. that I know the, it's oversimplified. The, the OS for Oculus going, hey, all right, you're turning me on and let's boot up. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't boot up because of this. An error. And sucks to be you. See you later. Yeah. And you're just like... Really? Just really? You didn't renew this one certificate? Really? You had one job. <laughs> one job that you could put it on your Google calendar, your Apple calendar. Yeah. Just anything going, check uh, renewal license services. Yeah. Oh, dang. I had to. Oh, cr- oh, cr- oh, God. Oh, God. We yeah. we really messed up. So there's our face palm of the week. Oh, my God. Good. Congratulations to the $15 that you got if you have an Oculus Riff as an apology <laughs> that you couldn't play for one day. I mean, at least they gave an apology and some yeah, kind of store some, credit. That's so that's better than a lot of people would do. Okay, Rose. Okay. So talk, talk to me about this because I have so many issues with what we're about to talk about. 
Okay, so uh, there has been an update. Well, not really an update. There has been a job posting for the Final Fantasy VII remake, which I am still playing the original Final Fantasy. For I've never the played first it. First time. Remember my my handle on on my Twitter account is at johnbox three four one four. I have not played Final Fantasy VII. You I haven't understand. played any of the Final Fantasy. No, I've never played a Final Fantasy before in my life. It it was. You're not time, really into RPGs. I'm not really though. into RPGs. I'm still trying to find my RPG. Yeah. So you'll get there. We'll, we'll get on that one. So they they so, announced so they announced a new job, which okay. they're looking for level de- designers. So Why? To improve the game? No, this is what's in their thing. They're looking for level designers to help improve the game. You do not have to be familiar with the original Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Um, they're looking for people who can look at it and be like, "Hey, why don't we change this? Or why don't we add?" That um, we have a couple trailers out now for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, they have updated the look of Cloud since the last trailer. Uh, I mean, Why? it's been a while. I mean, hold on, a- hold on. Okay, okay. Um, and we have no idea what the updated look is because it was only released to one room of people. At, uh, I think it was a Square Enix or a Final Fantasy event, and it hasn't been released to the general public. The Final Fantasy 30th anniversary. I, I'm, oh, looking, I'm looking at the 30th article, anniversary. just double checking everything. That's what I thought. Yeah, the 30th anniversary. And yeah, it's like uh, the highlights for the job listing recruit core members for the project. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? So basically, I think the article is saying that um, most of the stuff is done, but they're looking to tweak things. And my guess is there are some kind of issues with later in the game. I don't know if this is still supposed to be episodic. I've seen a couple conflicting things about it. Yeah. Uh, but originally this was going to be an episodic game. So I'm just like, okay, I see where something from the beginning could mess up something in episode five. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. You have to address that. But this, this, it was announced in 2015. The, the remake. The remake. The remake was announced in 2015, and I don't remember if it was E3 or e, PS- it was E3. It was E3. Okay. I already looked, and I'm like, this is 2015, or that was 2015. This is 2018, and we still don't have a release. We still don't date. have a release date. Let's be honest. And this happens with so many games. I'm impressed. So far, I'm impressed that Square Enix is still saying. Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out in 2018. Oh, by the way, the middle part of that game is only 60% done. That, I, I'm saying I'm just saying, right like, now, we're not that, getting that it. game like, is not coming the, out in 2018. It's split into three parts. The first part is like 90% done. The second part is like 60% done. And I have no idea about the third part. Yeah, we're not, we are not getting Kingdom Hearts 3, but I don't Final Fantasy so. not 7. This year. Let's remake this. Let's, let's talk about this just real fast. Uh-huh. Is why, why tell me in 2015, which, I, I'm actually kind of excited to play this because I, since I didn't play yeah. the first one, I, I want to be the, the demographic original. of I never played it. I want to play this one and talk yeah. to you about the you being the person. What are some of the differences? What are some of the differences? What do you think? Which one did you like better? I was like, that's yeah. going to be cool. Now I'm just like, my God, I might as well just play the original Final Fantasy. <laughs> You're going to sure have I'm, time. I'm going to have time until in this between thing, all of your other hundred hour games on top of just I don't think this game's coming for the PlayStation 4. See, I don't know. I don't think PlayStation is ready to go to PlayStation 5 yet, so I'm 
not going to touch that one just yet. I, it's just interesting. Like I do have a theory of why games get announced so early. Okay, talk to me. It's so that the publisher, developer, whoever has control of, yes, we're doing this. Instead of, oh. oh, we have these leaks, we have those leaks. We can't actually say what game this job listing is for. Like It kind of simplifies things. Okay. My problem is how much they hype it up. Okay, you know what? Actually, that's a pretty good idea, because that way, if I'm giving you a game and I'm not... I mean, if you tell me, okay, we're working on these games, forget about them. Yeah. Forget about them for, like, five years. Yeah. The original Final Fantasy was made in, like, three years. Okay. I did a little bit of digging. It sounds like it was made in about three years. Um, Sorry, Final Fantasy VII, the original one. Okay. Um, I was going to go, wow, it took three. Sorry. Well, I guess in theory, that was like the NES one could have taken three years, but okay. And then seven. the remake, I believe I read that they started development in 2014 and then they announced it just a year later. Yeah. And like hyped it up. Yeah. It was like how they hyped it so hard. It sounded like it was almost like halfway done and we would get it in like two years. Yeah, I, I, w- I was awkwardly under the impression of that it was going to come out like summer of next year. Yeah. Of 2016. Like, I understand wanting to avoid leaks and hacks and things like that. Yeah. But I really like I want to know how Nintendo does it where they don't let us know about games until it's about within a year, Possibly maybe two, two years. Yeah. Like. I'm interested to see how long it's going to take us to get Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was announced at E3 last year. Yeah. And, like, we had a direct over the week, over last week, actually, since how you're listening to this. In the past week. In the past week. And, I mean, that direct, we we never know what's going to happen with Nintendo. Nintendo is probably the coolest, to me personally, and I I am. The coolest and the most frustrating. The coolest and the most frustrating. And I I am a Nintendo fanboy, but I'm a video game fanboy in general. Yeah. I love video games. Honestly. But it's one of those things like, all right, Nintendo, you're going to give us a direct right now, or you announce a direct that's coming out the next day. And I'm like, all right, cool. What am I going to get? And you can just go rampant on the speculation. And of 10 things that you want, you might get 0.5 of one. Yeah. But then the other point, the other 9.5, you didn't know, even know you wanted. And you're like, my God, <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. I wish I thought of about that. And like with our, with that direct, I mean, we got the big one was super smash brothers was announced. Yeah. And you and I kept on going back and forth. If we we're going to get smash brothers this year or next. Yeah. We were like, like, that was a big thing. Like we figured that they would announce it by E3, but we weren't sold that it was going to be at this, that, at that one. And at this, this year. direct, I mean, we're getting Mario aces mario tennis aces which okay i'm down i think that'll be fun i actually am really really excited for the new first per or not first person but the single player uh expansion on splatoon that's the word i'm looking for oh yeah splatoon 2 even though you don't have splatoon Splatoon 2 yet so i gotta buy that one yeah i like they're just kind of giving you all this stuff like detective pikachu we always knew was coming out more more 3ds games which i i would have put money on that it needs to die, and a lot of people are saying, I want it on my Switch. I do, but I also enjoy... Honestly, I feel like the 3DS is such an amazing portable device, because yeah. like I don't have to put it in a case. It's just, I shut it, I throw it you in my purse, and you go. we go. Exactly, and it's not, I feel like I need to protect this machine that is yeah. console-level quality in my hand. I don't feel like if I drop it, it's going to break. True. With the Switch, I feel like if I, like, 
put it down too hard, it could break. Yes. And I'm with so you. And there's, that's, there's a nice sturdiness about the 3DS. I'll give you that one. And that's kind of what I like about the 3DS, too. Uh, one thing that I got extremely excited for because I, we collect Amiibos is Dark Souls is getting an Amiibo. An amiibo. <laughs> Praise yeah. the Sun. I had that. Sean already like. has it pre-ordered. Oh, yeah. I already pre-ordered uh, If boy. you did not pre-order it, then good, good luck. luck. It's Go a to GameStop your, exclusive. But, yeah, it was weird. Like, I, I was like, I want more Amiibos. I was even saying that. Like, yeah. I need more Amiibos announced. And then all of a sudden they announced this. And I'm like, I never would have guessed that. But yes, yeah. I do want that. Yeah, that is something course. I need. And then one of my favorite Wii U games, it actually is one of my favorite Wii U games is getting ported, which, yeah, the Switch is kind of becoming a port machine. But I think yeah. it's a good idea because this, the Switch is the fastest selling console in U.S. history. So we might as well get these games from the Wii U, which just died and was awful yeah. in sales. I mean, considering that... N- the Switch has already sold what, like three times more than the Wii U, or something no, equally it, ridiculous. Like I think the lifetime sales of the Wii U was somewhere around like thirteen or fourteen million, and in the first year alone, the Switch has sold seventeen or eighteen million. Yeah, so worldwide, it, worldwide, it already has more games than the than the oh, Wii U. So many more, which is kind of getting a little overwhelming. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that one later. But Captain Toad. God help me. I freaking <laughs> love it's that game. It's such a cute game. God, that game is so cute. So simplistic in its storytelling. And I love that they're going to throw in some more levels, like stuff from Mario Odyssey. Like, maybe we'll actually see how Toad is getting these moons for Mario. That would be really That would be cool so cute. Just to see him, like, in the levels and, like, you in the level where you are supposed to find him. Yeah. In Super Mario Odyssey. That would be awesome. But, yeah, it's, it's stuff like that that Nintendo... While frustrating as all get out as yeah. a company, and they play it pretty close to the chest, when they announce something, we lose our ever-loving minds. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, God, Division 2 and Call of Duty Black Ops 4 were announced on the same day that Direct. And you know what we're talking about? Super Captain Smash Toad. Brothers. Captain Toad and Super Smash Brothers. Oh, definitely Super Smash Brothers. And you're just like... I'm still interested to see if that's going to be a port or a new game. I, I'm with you. I'm still up in the air on it. I'm leaning towards... I could go game. either way. I, I, I don't care. I think... Yeah. I mean, with how well... I mean, we have all the Amiibo... Almost all oh, the Amiibos yeah. and with for how well, Smash. Uh, the Deluxe Edition of Mario Kart did. Oh, seriously. I, I, if I wouldn't it's a port, hate it. I'm like, I don't care. I'm getting Super Smash Brothers on the Switch. Yeah, give me the DLC for that. And then also have more DLC yeah, have more that DLC I can get go. later. And it's just that one of those things. That would be fine. It's like, oh my God. I mean, Nintendo, Nintendo knocking it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, and, it makes me really understand why they're not looking into upgrading the technology this year. Exactly. I, I was with you because I was expecting, maybe not this year, we were getting Switch. 2.0 but we were going to get an announcement like at e3 possibly of see we're going to get a updated version of or something like that see, I, didn't I didn't really think that we were going to get anything new may like at the most i figured we would get some colors on yeah. the switch and, that, and i think and that's that was pretty, the most and i that think I that's what i, I should clarify is i thought that okay i mean would i have loved a switch xl that was a little bit bigger yes i have giant <laughs> hands and it hurts me to play the switch every now and then so i, yeah. I just I, I play it TV mode or like I have to be very careful how I play because yeah. it does hurt my hands, but I love that console. Plus you found out that there's actually an attachment that you can put on like oh, yeah. hook to your bed pose. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like have the screen right above you yep. and you have the joy cons oh, yeah. in your hand. That's going to happen. We haven't gotten it yet. $17 on Amazon, baby. That's oh going to happen. I'm buying two because you got your own switch. I know. And I like, but looking at the direct, there's some like little nightmares is coming out. One of my favorite games. It's but fantastic. I don't know how replayable 4. it is. Yeah. 
I, I don't think I would very, love some amiibos for it though. Uh, if, if, if there six, are amiibos, I will totally play it again. If six and the boy come out, I'm in. The kid. The kid. And yeah. then South Park, fractured butthole. The fractured com- butthole. Is coming out. And you're like, why? But why not? Yeah. I mean, people, this thing is selling. And yeah. as a publisher and a developer, you're you're pretty you much can't stupid. O- you can't ignore it right you now. You have to put your games on there to get people to play your games. And I'm like, this is probably the best turnaround in probably video game history. Probably. From in- the Switch, or the Wii U to the Switch. And oh it's absolutely fantastic. And it's just, games are coming. Even games like Teen and Mature, like Wolfenstein is coming to the Switch this year. Doom is already on Doom the Switch. Doom is on the Switch this year. Or Doom is on the Switch. It came out yeah. last year. I'm sorry. But yeah, it's stuff like that. And you're like, you can't ignore this thing. Yeah. But it's insane. Weird transition. Let's talk about some violent video games. Let's let's talk about violence. I mean, and video speaking, games. Of, Spe- Doom speaking and of Doom and Dark Souls. Dark Souls and, and, well, Dark Souls is a little. Oh, it is pretty. Dark Souls is violent. And like is, Wolfenstein and stuff like that. You know. Okay. So it's it's no secret that. Video game, video game violence is apparent. It, I'm trying to figure out how rampant. to rampant rampant. Yes. There's a lot of games that are, are violent video games. And over the week, there's a ton of them. There are almost always has been. There, yeah. There's always like been. since Nintendo and Sega started battling and like we got night trap night and trap. Um, mortal Kombat yeah, it's, and everything else. People have been concerned about violent video games. Exactly. And th- this is going to be our big topic for the rest of the episode is just because it's it's been brought up again. It, it's always kind of there. Oh, it's always hovering it's, right it's there. It's always hovering and but with like with President Trump saying he wants to have uh, or had a sit down with people from the video game industry. Yeah. It, it's kind of become a mainstream thing again. And so full disclosure I went in and I I dove hard and deep as in, hard as you could as, as hard as I could into reading research papers, psychologists, everything that's involved as much as I could find involved with video game violence. And it's I, I'm trying to figure out how the best way to present this <laughs> without pissing everyone off. On the flip side, I'm going to piss a lot of people off with what I'm about to say. Like that's the thing, we're not trying to. Take a political side. No, I will. I am not. Not I, trying to take a political side. I'm not going to take a political side. I'm going to take a common sense side. As as common sense as I possibly can. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about video games and like violence and how it's connect, how people are, want to are trying to connect it to gun violence. Okay. And so it, it's, it's very weird. Like going in, you, you have people's opinions and obviously this is my opinion full, like on that one. This is my opinion. I've done my research and trying to get my opinion based in fact as much as, as possible. much as possible. But there are there are some things that I fully accept you can't do. And so let's talk about that in the sense of and I'm going to disclose this, too. I have a gun. I do. I own a gun. Yeah. The main reason it's I, locked up, it is locked up and I will be absolutely honest right now. I don't even have any ammunition for it. <laughs> I have not bought any ammunition for it. Cause I'm just like, I we don't go to the range. I don't very go much. to the very, I don't go shooting very much. And the main reason I got a gun was to connect with my father-in-law. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. Like when I met Rose, God, 10 years ago now, yeah. like it was one of those things. Like I, I always came in, I was the jock. 
I played baseball. Yeah. And that's usually good for a dad. And we can talk about sports. Not my dad. Not her dad. My Not God. My dad. I love him to death. And I'm like, <laughs> when I realized, oh crap, my usual play will not work. At I need all. I needed to figure something out. And he was very he was interested in guns. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, I will learn a little about guns. That yeah. way I can carry a conversation. Well, it was also with something that has brought you and your dad closer yes. because he was in the military. He was in the military, and my dad finally bought a gun. Yeah, your mom finally my mom, let my, him. Mom <laughs> hated, my mom hates guns. And yeah. I, with, with, right, with reason. I mean, yeah. whatever you believe in guns, that's your thing. I, I'm not going to say you, yes or no. No, but not yeah, trying my dad to say and I, you need a gun or not. Yeah, my dad and I have gone shooting, but I, I go maybe two or three times a year. Yeah, and it's not very like, often. And I'm like, I kind of bought this thing for some stupid reason, just to, to to, to have a connection with my father-in-law. Yeah. But it's one of those things like now it's coming up everywhere. And these violent video games, i.e. Doom, Wolfenstein, and other games of that nature, Call, Call of, Duty, of Duty, are being looked at as the reason why we have gun violence. And I have to make sure I say gun violence. Yeah. Looking at this research, it, it is how the keywords and how the terms are played out. Gun violence. When yeah. I was in college, I was a psychology major. So these research papers, I look and read how they they say the words. And I, I'm kind of I understand where people are coming from because, yeah, I mean, they're looking at uh, juvenile like young young boys is pretty much what they're going after. Not okay. going after, but that's going to be the biggest pool that they can. That, that, find. That's the biggest pool they can find, because oh, let me see if I can find the numbers. Real I think it's a little sexist that they don't have research for girls as well. Yeah, and it was Just weird because so I, was, I was looking at it from. Like I looked up the American Psychological Association. I've I read a Harvard Health Publishing uh, a research paper from I'm guessing a student at the University of Toronto in the psychology department. NPR, uh, and I went down like I don't even know Bloomberg Technology. I tried to find like, like for the most part you tried to find the actual research, the research. and not just the articles reporting on the research. Exactly. I, like and I, if I found an article reporting on the research. Usually they linked to the research and I read that research to just try and get yeah. a, get an idea of what we're coming after. And I also read a couple people's opinions on it because yeah. some people bring up valid points. And I what oh, and quick disclaimer, please keep in mind, neither one of us are expert researchers. No. So this is what we could find. This is what we could find. And so let, let's let's talk about how the research that I've found says there is no direct link or correlation to gun to kids playing violent video, video games mm-hmm. and gun violence. There, there's nothing that puts those two together. That's so crazy. It, it, and it is. Cause I'm like, I looking at it from, we're not parents, but looking at it from, I, I know people in the educational education yeah. job. We know a lot of career. people in the education field field. Thank you. And we, and all, we also know a lot of parents, We know a lot of parents and, as a parent, yes, you want to protect your kid and you see this stuff happening and you're like, what is going on? It's got to be the video games because what we, else could it what be? else could it be? And we said this earlier in this podcast and I, I distinctly purposely did that because we are a society of here and now. Yeah. Social media. Social let's media. Do, let's get this now. So we need a Band-Aid fix. And, and that's what one of the main things I read was a lot of this is governments and we, we need to kind of help the constituents and calm the fears of people by saying it's video games. It's and not just video games, but movies and TV. We've desensitized kids to violence, which I did not find a research. I did not find a paper saying that is 
plausible, but I will actually say, okay, you know what? I can actually see that being a plausible concept. Okay. To get my personal perspective, I was not allowed to watch a lot of violent things when I was a child. Yeah. Now I'm fine with war movies as much as I can be. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with the walking dead, but like, even with all of these things that I watch on TV, there are still certain things that I will not watch. Sure. Like I'll shut my eyes or whatever else. Yeah, absolutely. So I have become slightly desensitized, but then like somebody gets hurt in real life and I'm just like, Oh no, get a bandaid on that. I don't want to see it. Yeah. And, and it's stuff like so, that. Like I, and I mean, is it just because I know the difference between what's real and what's fake? See, and that's where I like when we're, when I was researching this, like, I'm going to use me as the example because through all this research, it is pretty, it is saying, and, and I will admit, I found one paper, and it is the American Psychological Association. Mm-hmm. The APA review confirms a link between playing vi- violent video games and aggression. Okay, so what's the difference between aggression and violence? Well, okay. I have the dictionary. I thought I had the dictionary. There it is. Okay. <laughs> aggression. And I, I was like, let me get a proper definition. Dictionary.com. Take it or leave it. Okay. The action aggression is defined as the action of a state in violate and violating by force the right of another state, particularly its territorial rights and unprovoked offensive attack, invasion, or the like. An okay. offensive attack, uh, an offensive action, attack, or procedure, an ironclad or an encroachment, the practice of making assault or attacks offensive action in general. And usually aggression so it's an offensive action is an offensive. It's something action. that you do to someone. No, it, just in general. I, I, I tried to find, make sure it like some of it. Yeah. Aggression can like, be towards someone or to no one. Okay. So, so just like, being it, aggressive, aggressive. And I was thinking about that going, my God, like, go listen I, to us play cuphead. Go listen to me play oh cuphead. Goodness. I get angry. Or come, like, get into a match of Mario Kart with me. I will start yelling at you, yeah, especially to- if you're Toad. Toad. But it is one Toad's of those things, like, I, th- I think, I feel, I think we need to learn to define things a little bit better. Because gun violence yeah. and violent video games, no connection. There's an article, I think you sent it to me, like, 80% of gun violence. School shooters. School, school shootings. They didn't play video games. Like they showed no interest in video games. I read one article and I don't remember which which article or which shooting it was, but like his journal stated that he got better from Call of Duty. Okay, that's okay, fine. There's a link. There's a link there, but most of them were very they they didn't like video games. It's always like video games seclude people. While other articles I read, other research papers say video games have actually helped with aggression in the sense of tanking out on the game being more inclusive with friends online. And it's a very, there's a lot of gray area when it comes to this concept. And I found that very interesting that we're using this whole idea of mass shootings, gun violence and school shootings. And we're using video games and media, something that we can't really do good. In my opinion, good research on because it's difficult. It's difficult because, because it's such a new medium. It's a new medium. And I, and I said earlier that we had a, it's a new medium. And I read a article by a, a student. I'm guessing a student from Toronto university, university of Toronto. I read his whole research and he said, all of it is flawed because we can't track someone at five two or like multiple subjects <laughs> at five and then progressing through life, getting older, playing games and what that does. It, it is almost legally 
impossible to do that. Really? Because I've been in a study since I was like nine. Well, no, no. I'm talking about, <laughs> all right, at five years old, uh-huh. and let's use now games, at five years old, I'm giving you Wolfenstein 2. Oh, uh, okay. You can't. I mean, it would well, be it's also hard to figure out the psyche at five exactly. years old. Like, they can't express themselves the same and, way. 100%. And that's where I'm like, I, I, I don't. You can't use this as the band-aid because we're not we're not going to get anywhere. I believe gun violence, shootings, they're too much. And we need to figure out what's what is the actual problem, not the band-aid problem. Yeah. And I and I'm looking at it from my point of view. I played I played video games. My first memory of playing video games, and you're gonna laugh at this one. I'm sure I will. Was when I was four or five, when I got my Nintendo. Mm-hmm. The first level I remember playing is World One Two, and it's the water level. That's the oh first. Goodness. Yeah, I remember getting the <laughs> you water. And your water level. That is my first level, and I. Oh, hate you hate them so yeah, much. That's the first one. Even I though have. you're always awful at the mm-hmm. fire levels. Yep, but it's the water level, and I, I'm, uh-huh. I'm looking at me, and I'm like, all right, I played Grand Theft Auto, which that's one of the, the trigger games that one of them. Yeah, that, like you get like rewarded for violence and stuff like that, and a lot of the. Uh, research papers that I read and the psychologist and the researchers doing this saying there's no like definition of if you play a game where you reward a violence, you play a game where violence is deterred and you get like extra or punished yeah. for violence and there's no violence at all. And the- Which is hilarious to me because apparently you can play uh, Grand Theft Auto without breaking any rules. Yeah, you can play that whole game being a law-abiding citizen. So that brings up the question, what is it about us as humans <laughs> exactly. that what- makes us go... Let me not follow any rules. Yeah, exactly. Humans in general. And what is it about us in the United States? Yeah. Because these games are worldwide. These movies and TV shows. Well, maybe not TV shows because BBC, it's a little different. But these movies. We're, are, we're watching BBC. We're, we're watching BBC, but there's other like channels we don't see. But True. Like we're, we're seeing all of this. We, can, we have access to everything. Yeah. All we have to do is find it. What, what makes it here? What makes it different what in makes the it US? Different here in the US? And I think that's what we need to like look into and address. Because like I was saying, I played violent video games, but you know what I also remember? What's that? I remember my parents sitting down with me. Like they would watch watch me play a video game and they're like, hold on, wait, stop, pause on, and literally make me stop playing the game <laughs> and sat down with me and like, all right, you know this is fantasy. You know this is not how you are supposed to act. And I'm like, well, well yeah, it, it, it's a fantasy world. It's it's make believe. And they're like, you know that if you ever act like that, you would be punished severely. And I'm wow. like, yeah, of course. Like they, they kind of like scared me a little bit, but well, they, yeah, they, they stressed I can see your parents scaring. Yeah, you. they scared me a little I get bit. That. They, they stressed the importance of yeah. it. Yeah. And if we're gonna look at a band aid, if that's what we want, remember my Twitter at Twitter. I'm John Box three four one four. It's the parents' fault. I'm going to say it right now. It is the parents' fault. I, and there's other the, other landing of, of the kids playing video games. Let me let me stress that one. Okay. Of of young children of in that impressionable years. Because I mean, you've you worked at GameStop. Oh yeah. And you had the little kids yes. who come in and they're just I want Call of Duty. Yeah, I want and Call of Duty. Mom and Dad come in because they have to. Yeah, we we had the policy of Hey, Mom, this game is rated M for uh, gratuitous violence. Uh, sexual undertones, language, blood, alcohol, all these other things, all this other stuff. Are you okay with little Johnny who is seven playing this game? And mom and dad are usually on a phone texting. 
are going, yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's not like they haven't seen it before. And I sit there going, why have they seen it before? Exactly. I hadn't seen any of that at exactly. that age. I mean, just it comes down to what are you showing yeah. them as the parent? And that's saying, I, I mean, we're not parents. We can't say about that, but not really. I, I, if we're going to look at it as, as a spectrum, let's look at it of why parents are okay with their kids wa- watching violent movies or playing these violent games. Why, why is that okay? Or why is that happening? The one of the papers that I read is being more involved with your kids, play the video games with your kids. A lot of, yeah. a lot of kids now have TVs in their room, have oh, their own computers. Okay. That's fine. But why don't you have it in the common room, like the front room? Yeah, leave it in the common room or don't get your kid a lock and be able to go into exactly. their room at any time. And be able to like talk to them or just sit down and, and stress the importance. Yes, there were more underlying factors of all of these unfortunate events, events that happened with these mass shootings. Yeah. Most of them involved depression, mental psych- illness, mental illness psychology, like uh, the psychology which, of the person, which we don't want to get. No, into I'm that. not touching that one. I could, but I'm not. But I'm looking at it from what can we do in the state of what we're blaming. And I, while video games, I will be are easy to blame, are easy to blame, They're super easy. To and blame. they are, they, you can be impressioned by video games. Yeah. You can have put something in there like, and you can be impressioned by it. I think at the end of the day, we have to ask why they're playing the games, not what can come from the game. Well, ask, ask what can come from that game. But the first question of why did mom or dad let the kid play the game? And I think not. Will we help a lot? Maybe I, I can't say yes or no, but I, I think there needs to be more active role in that one. And it just, it yeah. blows my mind that no, I'm a parent, but it's the video games fault. It's I'm putting a lawsuit on the video game companies, yeah. which all lawsuits have been thrown out because you're responsible for my child's death. You, but why aren't we looking at the parents who let their kids play games? And if you have a concern with it, you're a parent. Don't let them play the game. Yeah. Which there's no correlation between the game and gun violence. But if you're really concerned about it, which I know some parents who no, they don't, they don't get to play those kind of games. Hell, I know some parents who took YouTube away because of Logan Paul. I talked to parents. I don't blame them. And I'm like, I don't blame you for that one freaking bit because that was stupid. But it's just stuff like that. It's the parents responsibility. Yeah. And with blaming video games personally to me, you are taking the responsibility of being a parent out of your hands. And what kind of person does that make you? I mean, yeah. I, point. Again, John box three, four, one, four, come at me. Come at <laughs> Let's, let's have a good, so, uh, good con- discussion on that one. Yeah. But, so continue the conversation with John on Twitter. Yeah. I, and that's the thing. It's just one of those things. Like I, I think we need better research. I think we need more defined parameters. And I think the parents need to be also the ones to be looked at of why. Yeah, it would just make let's just cover all the bases instead of just going <laughs> after one. Let's go after them all. Yeah. So I guess that brings us to the end of our first podcast. Yeah. So uh, leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on. Absolutely. Um, you have our social media context. Absolutely. Uh, I am Rogue Nine Rosie. I am John Box three four one four. Find us on. Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. On, yeah, well, they can't find me on Facebook. Oh, they can't find you on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. I'm I am an open book. You can find me. I don't really give a crap. <laughs> uh, then I like the Geek Level on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Snapchat, the Vero. Vero. 
We'll see how long Vero sticks around. Yeah, that, that, we, we might have to do a podcast about Vero yeah. and how that works and all that stuff. Uh, like I said, if you want to email us, you can get thegeeklevel at gmail.com or thecouchofrandomness at gmail.com. Is it the couch or just couch? Oh, no, randomness? you're right. It's couchofrandomness at there gmail.com. And uh, I guess come hang out with us on the couch next week. And don't yeah. forget. Always level up. Bye. Bye.